703, good morning. Welcome to the podcast edition of the Morning Reboot. Good morning, my friend, Floyd. Good morning. Good, good morning, good morning. Um, I got new headphones and I'm adjusting to them. They're very, I think you'll get, they're a little hollow. Oh, yeah. So. That's weird. They don't have weight to them. Yeah, yeah. And they're the same ones that. That just broke on me. So, um, good morning. Let's uh, let's start with the the good stuff, and then we'll come to the very, very, very sad and tragic things. Um, where were you over the weekend? And do you have a boyfriend? I do not have a boyfriend. Hmm. Who uh, who is this fellow you were adventuring with? What fellow? I, I saw you with a with a young fellow, and then I saw you doing uh like uh like were you you were out of Sandusky or Putin Bay? We went to Kelly's Island, or mm. as I like to call it, Trump Land. <laughs> well, it's either Trump Land or COVID Land over at Putin Bay. Yeah, well, I don't think Kelly's Island part of Putin Bay because I kept calling it Putin Bay, and the locals are not very happy about that. I was we're, like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, they're my de- bad. They're definitely. <laughs> It's like a quick boat ride apart, but they're definitely different, and there are definitely different crowds that go to each one. Yeah, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I can so yeah, imagine. I went to Kelly. Yes, it was, it was fun. Someone said they had fun. I said yes. They're like, "Would you go back?" I went no. Um, but no, I am single as a Pringle, if that makes sense. Um, so who was the dude, and how did you wind up? There was like twenty five of us. I don't know who you're talking about. A young fellow who looks like the type of person you might be attracted to. A, a white man, some short, dark hair, round I, face. Uh, that narrows it down to all white people. Oh, um, sorry. I did, did I post a picture? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, so how how did you wind up out there? This is this is not your oh, okay, usual okay, weekend spot. Like, yeah, I was like, there was like 25 of us that went. So we just, some, they randomly was like, do you want to go on a booze cruise? And I go, mm. to where? And they're like, Kelly's Island. And, of course, me, being the most sheltered person in Toledo, I was like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's in the put bay area. And I go, oh, I've never been to put bay And they're like, oh, you should go. So a group of us were like, yeah, let's do it. And we went. And it was like a 45-minute boat ride, which I don't – 45-minute boat ride, it felt like it took forever. Like I was like, I could see it in the distance. It's not getting any closer. Um, but yeah, so you wouldn't. I'm like do going it? back through my pictures. I'm like, who are you talking about? So you wouldn't do it again? You didn't enjoy it? it? It was an experience. I did enjoy it. Like the food and the eating was fun. Um, the people were nice. But yeah, I spent a lot of money. I think that's why I'm just like maybe in like another year when I when I save up some more money. But I did have a good time though. Good, good. So if you plan on going from a first timer. Go with a lot of money. I went there with enough money and came back with five dollars in my wallet. I was like, "Ooh, this is painful." Was it the cost of the alcohol or the boat ride or, or what else? No, alcohol was pretty cheap. I just, you know, when I get there's a certain point when I get drunk, I just stop. So I'm just like, I just want to eat everything. So like we had barbecue. There was fried green beans involved. Like it was just eating and everything else. The whole experience. Okay. Um, and I'm paying for it today. I'm not hungover, but my stomach hurts. Hmm. You got to work? Because the liquor has left my body, but like I think there's just food marinating in my stomach. It's just like, oh, we need at least a good day to digest. Don't put anything else in here. And I'm like, I hear you, body. We're not going to eat anything today. 
two days for a minute. <laughs> two, day, two days worth of eating and one day worth of hours. Do you have to work later? No, I'm off. I'm supposed to record something for Equality Toledo, but no one's confirmed it with me. They talked to me about it last week. I said yes. So I'm just going to wait until people start waking up and they text me. And if they don't text me by four, I ain't doing nothing today. Today is my day of relaxation. Hopefully. Um. Okay, let's do the fucking sad stuff. Um, this Chadwick Boseman thing has me broken in some ways. Do you remember we talked about it a long time ago? When he looked frail? On the SAG Awards, and we were like, why is he so skinny? And then remember I said, maybe he's sick. We don't know what he's going through. And then like four years later, we're like, oh. I remember. I'm, I'm, it's. For me, I'm sad in a different way because, like, he's a public figure, but, like, none of us knew about it. I just hope he didn't suffer in, like, silence or, like, was just scared of, like, going out in public. Like, I hope he realizes, like, he was a beacon for a lot of people. Like, I just hope he didn't suffer alone. I know he didn't with family, but, I mean, just, like, he just, like, oh, I don't look up to par, so I have to seclude myself from everything. I just hope he didn't go out like that. So I just sent you the picture that that I had been looking for. Not the one of him in the yellow jacket, but the one of him in the hat, I think, is what we were talking about within the last year when he was really off the grid and we were like, wow, he he looks frail. And so I found out like late Friday night, I'd gone to bed and then I woke up and I was just, I was stunned. I was stopped. And I equate this back to Kobe Bryant and... It's not so much, I mean, the death is sad and tragic. And listening to the stories of, you know, talking about your point of what he, uh, like, did did he hide? Uh, apparently not. I mean, he got diagnosed in 2016 with stage three colon cancer. At some point it within that time period, he got to four. And that's what was his demise. But the whole time from, like, Black Panther on, um, he was battling this illness. And I can only imagine that, Less than a, less than a, two handfuls of people knew. Somebody pointed out because of maybe insurance purposes. Some people, while he was working, had to know. But he was out meeting with like terminally ill kids. Yeah, I saw I, that. I watched the thing last night where he was doing something for uh, for satellite radio, probably on the Black Panther promo tour, and talking about how he had met a terminally ill kid, and this kid knew he was going to die, and he said, all I want to do is see Black Panther before I go, and he broke down. So this guy was obviously a wonderful human being, um, mm-hmm. a, he- a hero in many ways on the screen, which we can get to in a second, but also more courageous more brave, more heroic in his private life, doing what he did to give back to those than he could ever be on the screen. And yeah, that, that answers our question. So amid all of this fighting, fighting this battle against a nearly undefeated, an unbeatable foe. And he finally succumbed on Friday night. Somebody pointed out that, um, and by the way, the the reason why I'm I'm shaken more by this than Kobe Bryant is the Kobe Bryant thing was like that. It was it was a terrible accident, and and this is obviously tragic. I think I'm I think I, no, you're fine. I think I'm more unsettled or or just dealing with unusual emotions and thoughts and feelings because 
it is impossible to keep anything from anybody these days. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, there had to have been a time on, on set where, I don't know, he showed up late, he looked unwell, and we know that the things get out, and I realize that there are NDAs, but people can't can only be sued for so much money and the fact that this was and and i'm glad i'm glad he was able to live his life and those that cared about him likely knew about it and that was it because really that's the way it should be somebody had a very poignant uh tweet last night thank god that it was his family who could put this news out and not tmz and oh for sure you know one million likes to that but this has been very unsettling and again it's tragic but the fact that they were able to keep it private to me is is otherworldly. It's like a time machine. It's like going back to 1984 when you didn't know anything until after everyone had already told you about it. Where something like this, this insidious disease has been eating away at him for, for five years, all while he became more and more of a star. Mm-hmm. And then like... um I found out because we had just left um, Georgia's on Friday and went to hang out with Elijah because I was like, oh, I don't want to go home yet, whatever. And he was, and I said something and he was like, I said something smart and he was like, you better watch what you say. Because I said something smart about something, like just being a snarky smart ass and he was like, he said something along the lines like, nothing's guaranteed you're going to end up like the Black Panther. And I go, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't know that um, Chadwick Boseman died. And I go, shut up. 2020 is awful, but it's not that awful. He's like, oh, you haven't been on Facebook, have you? And I go, no. So, of course, my my protocol when I check social media, it goes in this order. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There was really nothing on Twitter yet. Like, I saw, saw a few things. So I was like, no. But then I went to Facebook, and it was literally every person was sharing it. And I go, shut up. So, you know, I went to my news stores. My, my hierarchy, I went to, um, I said Yahoo, Yahoo, CNN, and then like ABC. So I was just like, oh, this is real, especially for ABC because like he was an employee of ABC being in like the Disney world. So I was like, what the hell is happening in 2020? And then just like with him a week earlier, one of the RuPaul Drag Race stars died of pneumonia. I'm like, man, 2020 is not kind to anyone. Can I, I want to, I want to, we can do a lot on this because th- this is this is quite a topic, um, and, and hopefully in the positive, like maybe this will shed a light on colon cancer. I guess I don't know. It's just. Well, do you remember a couple it, of weeks it, ago? It's so sad. It's so uh, sad. And this might have been on your radar a little bit. A Detroit sports talk host was who was very well liked and loved. Not a bombastic, over the top guy. Uh, a radio host up in Detroit who I'd known a little bit died of colon cancer, um, and he'd been off the air. For a while, I think a lot of people thought it was just because of pandemic reasoning and there's not a lot of sports to talk about. And he came back on the air, made the announcement. They went in two, within two weeks, he died. And he was 47, 49. Um, there's so much to pick apart with this. And there's so many eerie ironies. One, uh, to me, Chadwick Boseman became mainstream when he played Jackie Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see that movie, but that's when I was like, oh, okay. And then I had seen that he, w- the tires were being kicked on him to, to play Black Panther. And I knew how big of a role that was going to be in the Marvel universe and never could have imagined that it would have been Academy Award nominated. It would have been so empowering and just a, a cultural thing. Um, 
This weekend in baseball, granted, it, it was moved like the whole season has been, but this weekend, I think beginning Thursday and Friday night, was Jackie Robinson weekend in baseball, where everybody wears everybody wears the number 42. Mm-hmm. Um, also... I forgot they did that. Yeah. <laughs> they do do that. I totally e- forgot. Eerie, eerie ironies. Um, and I don't even... We use the words like legends and icons... I don't know. You can inter you can interchange these words, but if you're younger than us, if you're like 35, 30, 28, whatever, um, we know these names because we learned we learned about Jackie Robinson in school. Um, mm-hmm. We learned about Thurgood Marshall in school. Um, our parents probably liked James Brown music, like Chadwick Boseman. They these people were legends in some way. Um, in some ways, these legends of Black culture and American pop culture, um, and things that we learn about in books were brought to them by Chadwick Boseman and those successful roles he played on in, mm-hmm. in movies. It, I've seen Forty Two. I saw it once, and it was such a good movie. But like, I was like, I needed this movie in high school. But like, yeah, we it, it was in textbooks for us. So it's just Michelle Obama said it the best. I don't. I'm not gonna recited or even paraphrased it like if you find her tweet about him she made a pretty good point she said someone who can she pretty much said what you said she was like he's going to be the face of generations because he played Thursday Marshall he played all these people and like and I just we just kind of think oh it's another movie role but like for a lot of people this is going to be their history lesson and Man, 2020 has been awful. That's all I could just say. Here's the, here's the Michelle Obama tweet. Um, only Chadwick could embody Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and T'Challa. He too knew what it meant to persevere, to summon real strength, and he belongs right there with them as a hero for black kids and for all our kids. There's no better gift uh, to give our world. I uh, I was moved and stopped, and I, I read the statement, all several hundred words of it repeatedly. Let me pull one from the Ryan Coogler statement. He, uh, he's a director, uh, both Creed movies and then the Black Panther movie, which was so revered. I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't grieved a loss this acute before. I spent the year preparing, imagining, and writing words for him to say that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him in the monitor again or walk up to him and ask him for another take. There he is. He's writing Black Panther 2 in his head, and he, arguably one of his closest employees over the last four years or so ago, he had no idea he was going through this. And again, I'm just stunned and without words. So sorry to keep repeating the, the same ones. People. No, that, it's the strength that it was so of people. Private. Yeah, like I just, like you said, we live in a day and age and culture where like it's so hard to keep something from someone. Like even if you do keep something, someone will make up something. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a story out there for everyone if you look for it, but like he, and I was actually just scrolling through Facebook and like, I want to take back what I said about suffering and stress because he lived his life. He yeah. went to baseball games with his family. He still filmed his movies. He still lived day to day. Like, yeah, it's, I'm going to say it one more time. 2020 could just die. Like, can, it, I, like can, it, it could just, just cease and just whatever the word is, like disorder. I don't even know if, it can expire at any point. That's I'll, what I'm trying to say. I'll throw this. I'll, I haven't decided how or where I want to put this out on, on Facebook because it's different from here from what we do. And then on the radio where, you know, it comes and goes. 
unless somebody wants to snatch you. But words that you, you type out some places, that's how people get caught and canceled and all that shit. But I, I, I just want to find the, an elegant way to send this and to expound on what you've said that this year is awful. Um, I'm not equating this to anything from 150 years ago or even um, the Tulsa massacre that now a lot of people know about for a variety of reasons. The Watchmen included 100 years ago. But this has been a particularly awful year for <laughs> my black friends. Um, it, 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 check on us, y'all. Some of us aren't doing well. Um, the Kobe Bryant, um, an icon beyond just black culture, but 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 all things, but a, a historic uh, black athlete. Um, all the things with Black Lives Matter and why, you know, every 45 days there's another questionable act by a police officer. And then and then this, all that we've already talked about with him, how he will be history for many people who were a lot younger than us because he embodied these people in, in cinema. Because we know we don't mm-hmm. often, we often don't remember what we read, but when we see a movie, something that's entertaining, we, or we remember it better. But this has been an awful year for uh, my black friends in the black community at large. I agree. <laughs> There's nothing more I can say about it. I'm like, it's, and I'm not kidding. I say it all the time. I'm like, if you have a black person in your life or a person of color, it does check on them. Yeah. Some of them are not doing well because we can see, hear, feel. Uh, we feel like lesser human beings at times. I know we put up a front like we're strong and like Black Lives Matter, but like at the end of the day, we go home and we have to think in our thoughts. <laughs> it's awful. Um, the I, I my second sports reference. Um, the coach of the L.A. Clippers put it perfectly. Doc Rivers. We keep loving a country who yeah. does not like us back. Yeah, or love us back. Like it's when he said that, I was like, shit. Like that. That's he. We've all been looking for how we felt, and he said it. In five seconds, we keep loving a country that doesn't love us back, and we feel it. We may not act like we feel it because we have, we still have to go about our day, go to work, pay bills, take care of our kids. Some of us are in school, some of us are in college. Like we, we have to keep living and breathing. But trust me, everything is dearly noted. Like every time I say something, I'm like dearly noted. Like we have a rolodex of just stuff, and that. We have to process, and we can talk about it till we're blue in the face with people. But you don't, you just don't, you'll never understand. So it, ah, oh, yep, yep, yep. On a on a lighter note with this, and I don't know if there's ever a good time to bring this up, but it is things that I thought. Um, Black Panther Two was in the pipeline, and obviously everything has been jumbled by COVID, and there's seemingly a lot of Marvel movies in the hopper. But it was there was a a guarantee, maybe. Maybe arguably the most anticipated next batch of Marvel movies. One of them would have been Black Panther 2. And Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to have to recast that or get creative with it. Um, uh, Well, and um, someone said in the comic books his sister takes over the role ultimately. Yep, yep. Like Uh, in one of the graphic novels or something. So that's a pretty. That's a pretty popular. There's a will, there's a way. So it's it's actually kind of manageable. Yeah, his sister Shuri uh, becomes. Black Panther at some point. I'm not familiar with that storyline, but I know that, that happens. I'm not either, but yeah, someone was sharing the story. I go, oh, that's, that's kind of cool, and I thought like, I like took out the death. I was like, as a fan, I'm like, 
that would actually be kind of cool to see it passed down. You're not recasting, you know what I mean? You still preserve his legacy with that movie, but you know, um, I I don't think anyone's really thinking about that right now. But I know ultimately it, it's going to it's going to come up. You it, know what I mean? It went through my head. Uh, the other the other one thought that I had was um, you saw Black Panther, right? Um, yes, I saw that movie <laughs> religiously in the movie theater. Um, maybe like some, twice at least. <laughs> people love Michael B. Jordan's character, and I know he died, but nobody ever really dies in comic books or comic book movies. Maybe they could bring him back in some way, the Killmonger character. Or uh, Vinny had a had a good suggestion, and the Shuri route is probably the one to go. Um, uh, he Vinny suggested casting John David Washington. Or like just recasting, re- 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 recasting, yeah, yeah. So, but you're right; it's probably a lot too early to think about these things. But they were things I was thinking about. So, and there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure, like hopefully, if they do want to add, if they have it, there's like it's kind of like when um, Carrie Fisher died before the last Star Wars. They used footage from the previous film, so maybe there's like some stuff where we can still see him. Like maybe. The movie magic is good. It'll work out if if they want to go that route with the movies, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the reason shortly after that I thought about well, what about Black Panther two was because I was just aching and trying to digest that he wasn't here and that he had been dying for four years. And you know what? I guess I can I can wrap up my sentiments with this. There are many people who are not living life, and at times I think I'm one of them, people are just dying, like letting their Mm -hmm. life force fade away. And while he was trying to topple an insurmountable, um, voracious foe in cancer, uh, he was doing a lot more living than the rest of us. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. um, There's a Katy Perry album. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, it's just one of those things like, like we we just keep we all just keep getting blows and blows and blows every week. I'm like, what's gonna fucking happen next weekend? Like you know, what I, mean? like, I think we're all just mentally in our head, like, okay, some shit's gonna go down Friday or Saturday that we have to process for the rest of the week, and then the next week something else is gonna happen. It's just not. a heavy, heavy year. Um, I didn't know until you had I I had seen Katy Perry doing some press with uh I think she was on with Gail on Friday morning and she obviously timed the release of her album with her uh baby delivery of uh, Daisy Dove or whatever and I didn't I didn't know that there was an album because I, I was just watching what was happening I wasn't listening I didn't know that she had dropped an album too uh, until know, you and it until, sucks. <laughs> until you no, tweeted no. about it no not the album the album's really good. It just sucks that like she has a child and she can't promote this album because this album is up there with like Prism and Teenage Dream. Like it's totally pop Katie, which we all love. Like there's some dance songs on there. And I'm just like, no, but congratulations on being a mother. But you know, this is going to be considered another flop because you didn't promote it. Well, but, I, I think you know what I mean? it is what it is. So. Call me cold, but I, I think that she had wanted to release the album knowing that people would cover um, her giving birth and she could also talk about the album a little bit and what, and you know, obviously there's some emotional things on there rather than a traditional promotional tour because she's not had really, she hasn't had any hits for like Swish Swish killed everything and that was three years ago now. I love that song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever. She's more of a TV personality now anyway, but like it's a good album. It is what it is. If there's one song in there I should listen to, what should it be? Ooh, hold up. 
I have the album right here because I was listening to it last night. It is, Teary Eyes is really good. It starts out very slow and then it gets dancing. Okay, Teary. Um, more pop stuff, more pop culture stuff. Uh, peop, so Adele has made a, a full transformation. It was body transformation. Maybe she has a uh, Miley Bangers type album whenever she releases new music. But Ooh. she's done a complete uh, half circle, a 180 because so... The internet has come for her, and I don't ever remember the internet coming for Adele before. There was some type of thing, some type of festival over the weekend that she dressed for, but the, the thing was canceled a lot, like, I guess, the gaff, And uh, it was, I think, black and Jamaican culture. And she wore a Jamaican flag bikini and put her hair in a way that people say she's appropriating someone, someone else's culture. And the internet is very upset with her. Um, and that's unlike Adele of the past where she was pretty much, um, shielded from everything. I'm looking at this picture. Oh, that's I, the first to search. I, I think people are maybe going overboard, but this oh, is girl. your territory. Oh girl, don't do that. Did you find oh, it? Oh, that's so trashy. She, she looks like Katy Perry. Yeah. Like it ain't, it's trashy girl. Like that's not cute. But I'm not going to judge her based on this. This was just a lack of judgment. Um, I'm not offended. It. I'm offended. It's hideous. Yeah, that's not cute. In her I post, like the hair. Yeah, I'm good. In her post, uh, she singer, was. She, maybe she was just having fun and she was drunk. I'm going to give her that because I like Adele. That looks. She looks foolish. In her post, the singer wore the international African hairstyle and bikini top in tribute to the carnival, which celebrates Caribbean culture and interracial tolerance. The event would have taken place the 30th and 31st, but it's all virtual this year. Okay, so, so, so she, she's celebrating the carnival. She, we were just looking for everything to be so mad. It's not like she went out. I'm a black person, people. It's not like she did this and then put a black face on. If yeah. she's celebrating carnival... Maybe not do the hairstyle, but the bikini and feathers, that all makes sense now. And I think some people... Maybe she should have just wore her regular hair. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I think some people were saying it's not fair when we get criticized for our natural hair and then you go and do this. But Adele probably wasn't being critical in that regard. So, I don't... This seems like this seems like real ticky-tack. Um, for those who are offended, just so you know, if Adele shows up to Jamaica... Jamaica's not going to kick Adele out. Right. They're called Bantu Knots? Yes. Um, okay. Gwen Stefani used to rock them in the late 90s. Okay. Before, you know, before people got woke, apparently. Whatever. What? This is, everyone's just looking for something to fight about. I'm like, Adele went through a divorce. She totally has a revenge body. If this is the one thing you can find about negative about Adele, so be it. I'm just mad it's ugly. Uh, Yeah. Not ugly, although it reminded me of 12 years ago, uh, the the early days of Lady Gaga. Did you see any of the VMAs last night? Um, actually, Dutch and Adam is sleeping on the couch right now. We watched some of the performances. Then we realized we have aged out of the um, VMAs because we don't know who any of those performers are besides Doja Cat and Lady Gaga. I couldn't even tell you who those other people were. I think- and Miley Cyrus, but I have no idea who those other performers were. I'm like, I, oh my god, I'm old. I'm officially old. I, I may, maybe they were just trying to appeal to the TikTok generation because I don't think anybody actually knew that the VMAs were happening last night. So don't don't feel don't beat yourself up. 
I mean, even when we knew the VMAs were happening, we just didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, eh. Like, I think the glory days of the VMAs were when they first premiered, and maybe I'll give you 2004. After that, I'm just like, I don't know what happened after 2004. It was, it was a shitty music period until 2010 came around again. Maybe, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I, we were, we would both. Uh, we know the beginning of the year. It's filled with all these award shows, and a lot of them are overlapping. Maybe if there's one thing, one good thing that that COVID will do is since all the award shows have kind of been pulled back this year and maybe next year as well, maybe when they return, some of the lesser ones will have gone away and we can appreciate the, the other ones more so. I guess, oh, I got a bitch about the VMAs for one second. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know New Fergie. Yeah. Well, so what was this? She was gorgeous. And I don't know why their dinglings are glowing, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Black Eyed Peas VMAs 2020. You're going to be like, oh, their junk is glowing. Yeah. So um, what, was Fergie there? No, she's out of the group. She right. left. So I just called the girl New Fergie. She could have just been doing the girl vocals. I don't know if she's actually in the group. But it's weird because, like, she's stunning. She's gorgeous. Like, she fit the group. But it was just so awkward. But yeah, I also got to keep in mind. Fergie is also not the original Fergie of Black Eyed Peas, too. Right. There was, a girl, there was another girl before Fergie. So it's just like, so if you don't know the history of Black Eyed Peas, you're just like, oh, they went through another girl. But I, she she didn't really do anything. Like, I'd just much rather see the three guys. She kind of just didn't really sing. She was just on stage with them doing the dance moves. I said, who are you, new Fergie? What are you doing? Yeah, people. Yeah, were, I was, it was weird last night. I was like, I don't understand what's happening with this. Yeah, people were upset about that, and they were retweeting a performance from a handful of years ago when she was doing Fergalicious, and it almost looked like it was what was going on last night. Um, some of the other performances, while I was scrolling through them, I thought I might grab some and, and play them on the show today or play them with us, but then I realized they were all lip-synced. So if you've heard The weekend on the radio or if you've heard Miley in your earbuds, well, that's what you heard, would have heard last night. Um, the weekend's performance was fucking weird. He's a, it, it, he's, he's a weird. A, he's, he's he's eccentric. He, he, he's, yes. <laughs> it was. I was just like, okay, I get it. All right, but that damn that song's so good though. Oh, it's so good. That doom 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 doom. Like whoever his producer was is, and whoever stumbled on that beat. God, if that's not like the song. If we could pick a song of 2020, I feel like that's a song of 2020. Because, like, it's just that you hear that beat and people just, they just want to dance to it. Like, they love that new age synth 80s pop, but in 2020, so. I have to look it up now because I've been talking about, we've been talking about it a lot. Um, uh, lyrics, composition, critical reception. I just want to know. So oh, girl. Uh, the weekend wrote and produced the song with producers Max Martin, who is the legendary songwriter, and Oscar Holter, oh, of course, with Belly and Jason Quenville. Um, no, they're they're set because that beat is sick. That it, here's the thing about that, and I said this to a friend the other day. You know, I love music. I said the blinding light beat. Give it about five to ten years, will be sampled by a hip hop song. Yeah, just because it it just goes hard. Someone's going to sample it. And then oh, I'm blinded by the lights, and they're gonna put like a hip hop beat over it, along with the like the original beat. Like so, it's it's an iconic song already, and it's so weird to have that now because it normally takes a while. But 
I heard that song and I was like, ooh. I like this, song. but I've always liked the weekend though. So me too, me too. And his his production has always been so different from everybody else. Like, remember when the first time you heard Starboy? Oh my god! What one? What won me over for him was um, I can't feel my face. <sighs> I don't know what it was. Like I knew the weekend existed, and I like oh I, I like his songs. Like we all have that one song by one artist that you're just like oh I'm all the way in. And for me, it was. I can't feel my face. I'm like, but I love it. Oh my God. It's so good. Uh, For me, it was, I would see him live. Me too. Me too. For me, it was wicked games uh, before the weekend went mainstream when all he made was like sex music Um, up on uh, this morning. They're showing a lot of the, uh, a lot of kids with their Marvel figures doing, doing, yeah, doing the Wakanda forever and, and the tribute with a, uh, with a black Panther laid down among, among all the other Avengers. It's, yeah, and you saw the uh, the one tweet that his family put out is now like the most liked tweet of all time. No, no, honestly, I've not been on social media. Yeah, besides, so like, I've not scrolled, but I'll I'll do it. I'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole today. Ugh, my uh, stomach is killing me. Sorry, I'm just complaining no, fine. over the podcast. I'm like, oh, like over here dying. Like, ooh. Uh, I just told Janet to to ring us up, but. Um, yeah, this will this will take a, a minute or two to to get to get over the the Chadwick Boseman thing, uh, unless twenty twenty decides to strike again on Wednesday or, or Thursday in some crazy fashion. Yeah. When's the I, la- When's the last time you watched uh, Black Panther or anything with him being Black Panther? Uh, maybe it, not any any time recent. I'd probably say around my birthday ish. I feel like April and May. Because I was just like, oh, I want to watch the Black Panther. Um, hi, Janet. Hello. How are you? Uh, we're good. You gotta, uh, you gotta get us through this retrograde because too many bad things, too many tragic things are happening. I know. We, we're, everything, <laughs> she told everything us. began to get crazy starting August 9th. and the, the retrograde actually starts September 9th. I've been saying this right along. It's nuts. This has been the worst. Pre-game in history for a retrograde. Can you just take this retrograde and drop it in another? Drop it in a black hole at the I, end of it. With all with all seriousness, I mean seriously. I this this one. Anytime Mars goes retrograde, I get actually very very anxious because I know that it's very profound. When you think about Mars, you think about aggression. You think about wars. You think about earthly disasters. And it's going close to the Earth, so it's very intense. And we haven't even hit it yet. It doesn't even hit till September 9th, but it, it starts to affect us a month before. Haven't I said that right along? And look at what's going on. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But once it's gone, we're good. You know, things will be better, and it won't be immediate. I mean, even though it goes away November 13th, we still feel the effects of it even up until maybe January 1st or so. What's the opposite of a retrograde? Like, when when does everybody win uh, the lottery? When does everybody get promotions or raises? Like, what's the opposite, opposite of a retrograde? Of a retrograde is a direct. Okay, well, we need that. Things are astrologically direct. And I would say that January, the month of January, the planets are going to be more in sync. And, you're, and, you know, like February, Mercury's retrograde, but that's a piece of cake. That's nothing. 
but uh, February 2021. March 2021 is going to be phenomenal. I mean, we have some really good times coming up. It's just we have to get through this really funky retrograde thing. Yeah, this is bad. It's we, crazy. We really can't. Well, the other thing, too, Eric, is we have, um, we have the full moon coming up September 2nd, and that's opposite the sun. So people are feeling the sense of restlessness. If you go on my Facebook, you'll, uh, it's all about how it's affecting each sign individually. But um, people are feeling the effects of that as well because that's, you know, starting to kick in. Emotionally, we're like on this roller coaster. And those born under Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, Cancer, Pisces, did I say Pisces? Yeah. Uh, Gemini are all affected by it. So the reason I say Cancer is because Cancer is ruled by the moon. So anytime there's a full moon, they, they feel the effects of it profoundly. It, it directly causes them to, it's like a domino effect. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy time right now. Well, the good news is, like, most of us are in this together. We're all going to feel like crap yeah, for a while. Yeah, and the good news is it's temporary. It's not like this is a forever thing. It only happens every two years. And sometimes it takes, like, like in 2018, we had so it was so heavily intense between March through August, September through November. Well, this year, it's only a, it's a few weeks. I mean, it's about, I think, seven, eight weeks. But it's... Um, It'll go away, and once it goes away, we're, we feel better about it because we have things. I would say that we work through our issues during this time. If things are coming to the surface, they begin to, you know, sometimes it brings everything out into the open. Like if someone's cheating on their spouse or something, it brings it out. If, if Oh, it's like everything. everything is like you can run, but you cannot hide. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got interesting. It's interesting is one way to put it. Um, we've got some, some readings to get to. First up is Jonathan nine thirteen ninety. Well, one of the things I looked at with Jonathan is he's a Virgo and you would think that Virgos are really good drivers. And I'm not saying he isn't, but he has something that shows that he's very erratic. So he says, well, when am I going to stop having car accidents? You know, he gets, he can't sit still. And I looked at this and I went, man, this guy is like all over the place. His, his sun sign is Virgo, so he's very concise, detailed, and everything has to be a certain way. But then his energy, which is how he comes across, is in conflict with that. And it's in Gemini. So he's like, he's like either moving around in his car, talking, fiddle-farting with his phone. Something's going on. He's not always paying attention. But yet he might disagree and say, no, I do, because he's a Virgo. But yet I see this as... You know, he's got to pull it together and kind of bring those energies together. Plus, he's going through his Saturn return. You've heard me talk about this quite, mm-hmm. quite often. Yep. And he's in his big boy grown-up stage. It started December 2017, ending December 2020. So my feeling about him is is that, you know, just learn to work with your energy a little bit more. Let, let that Virgo come out a little more, and you'll stop having car accidents. You're not always paying attention, but you think you are. And also, I think that once this retrograde goes away, I think that you'll feel that you're kind of like moved into a new a direction. I think you'll take a different stance on things. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So the next one we're, we're looking at is um, Abby. Well, she's an interesting one because she's, she wants to know about her money. She says, well, you know, when is my financial situation going to be better? You know, and she's a Taurus. Now, Taurian people are usually really tight with their money. They're very cautious, very careful. But the interesting 
thing about Abby is she has two sides to her personality. The Taurus part says I, you know, I'm I like I like nice things, but I'm conscientious because the Moon is in Scorpio. Moon rules the emotions. That's how she feels. So she wants to hang on to every penny. But guess what? Her energy, it, other things in her chart show that she's impulsive with spending. So she might have this need to watch her finances and all that, and be careful of her money. Is it going to be better? Is it going to get better? Is it going to work itself out? But on the other hand, at the same time, I think she can be an impulsive spender. Just, just my take on it. Okay. And I also think Taurus people are kind of coming into a better cycle in their lives, probably after the first of the year. So she will pull it together. All right. Let's hope. Last up, and Christina. And the other one is uh, Christina. She has a hard time figuring out a baby's name. Now, that I didn't get that one because... I don't know whether it's her partner or herself, but I'm not sure about that uh, because she's a she's a cancer, so she wants to get it right. There's no question about that. But at the same time, maybe it's just that she's, you know, she's sort of like um, in a relationship where there's a little bit of, you know, like conflict. But she's indecisive anyway. According to her chart, she's remember you can't go by sun sign; it doesn't mean a lot. But she's a cancer, but her thinking sign is in conflict with her actions. So she is kind of confused about things. She goes back and forth. She has a definite time, difficult time making a decision about anything, and I definitely see that. She's she's born under a Mercury retrograde, get that. So because Mercury was retrograde when she was born, she ho- she goes over things over and over again, back and forth, back and forth. So it is a conflict for her, but, um, you know, I, I have a feeling it'll come together for her because, you know, she is – intuitive and she uses that intuition it'll work itself out let's say uh you were pregnant and you were gonna have a little girl what would you name her oh i have i have names pick up i've always liked the name i know it sounds crazy i love the name quinn i love that name and i love the name sawyer for a little girl i think those are cute names like tom sawyer yeah i like that name i like i liked him as a writer so I've always liked that name for a little girl, but I like the name Quinn too. I think that's really cute. Okay. Yeah. You're a uh, you're a lifesaver, and um, hopefully we will be direct sooner than we expect. Uh, maybe some planets will. Can I? Is it possible for me to move any of these planets with some kind of cool space contraption? No, not really. <laughs> absolutely not. But it is. Remember, the free will is the higher law of the universe. So understand that when we go through these transits. We have control over everything. They don't have control over us. Even though this is, we can't deal with the whole thing with the nature thing. That's just going to happen. But we, we can't control that. But we can control how we react to things. One of the things you have to realize is during this retrograde, it's important to plan things out. Uh, don't, don't do anything major like buy a house or, um, you know, start a new relationship. If you do start a relationship, it could shift after it goes direct. Um, it's a good time to, you know, really reassess yourself and really and sit back and reevaluate. It's like with the COVID, we had a time, we, we were in a hibernation period, so we had to pull back and really kind of like get ourselves, regroup, get ourselves back together. Well, during this retrograde, it's important to do that too. It's not a harmful energy. It's just that what it does is it brings everything out into the open, things that we need to look at within ourselves. So it's not really a bad thing. It's just that it can be causing us to feel like we're spinning out of control if we don't work with it. So really, it's it's more of a feeling of discipline than anything else. 
And I think once it goes direct, you're going to be glad that you experienced it because it will have clarified a lot of things in your life. That's what I see. I'm going to hold you to that. Yes. And also, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, the number is 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510. Check out my website at janetamid.com. I have all the signs on there with the monthly forecast for September and also my Janet Amid, uh, or the Facebook, Janet Amid, um, I have all the things that are affecting the month. I put everything on for the month in terms of, um, you know, what's going on. Not the month, I'm sorry, weekly. So you can always figure out what's going on with you every week just looking at the Facebook account. You're a gem. So I, we're going to be fine, sweetie pie. I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> Full moon on September 2nd in Pisces. So, oh, you know, Floyd, he has to be careful at full moon. He's a Gemini. Floyd, are you there? Yes. You better be chirping in, honey. How oh, are you? You're in the zone. I know I was in the zone. But, you know, this <laughs> full moon is crazy for Geminis. And I don't know if you're feeling it or not, but it can be a little chaotic for you. So I'm you have to be careful so, yeah. of health matters. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it can be stressful with work and job and things like that, just, just to say. So otherwise, it'll be fine, but it, it's always causing us to feel like we're being pulled in different directions because of sun-moon opposition, energy versus emotion, constantly tug-pull. So it's this week, September 2nd, so be aware of it a couple days away. Awesome. All right, Miss Amid. Thank I'll, you. I'll talk to you later this week, okay? You got it. Talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you she totally uh, missed me saying that I'm horny. Well, I don't know if she wants to hear some of those things. I think she's just gotten to block out all the sexual things that we say. (laughs) Hey, Um, it's few and far between, but it happens. uh, No one went to go see the New Mutants over the weekend, and I don't think a lot of people were at the movies, so there's that if you uh, want to kill some time. I just, I don't want to go to a movie theater yet. Okay. I'm not afraid, I just don't. Why didn't it go on streaming like everything else? Okay. Um, well, I hope your uh, I hope your stomach feels better, and today can be a restful day. We'll, we'll be good. I'm looking at COVID cases numbers. Yeah, I, I think don't know why. I'm, I think we're gonna I'm hit, fascinated by this. I think we're gonna hit a million soon. That's gonna be kind of fun. I mean, we keep going up. I'm like, damn, people. We've got 45 new cases. Who needs 45 people? Quarantine. Um. Well, but I don't even care. I'm more, I think I'm just so immune to it. I'm just like, oh, that yeah. number seems large. Um, two days in a row. Can I get a double bye today? Yeah. Um, bye. Um, bye. Bye. I'll talk to you later, okay? <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.